Happy Independence Day, everybody, and welcome to the first ever We Got This podcast crossover event. What better day to do it than on the day of our nation's birth, unless you live in another country, in which case, happy 4th of July, which is just another day to you. We recorded this episode back in April with Ben Blacker and Heath Corson of the Nerdist Comic Writers Panel. Uh, if you don't subscribe to that podcast already, it's a great part of the Nerdist Network. Ben and Heath are both as knowledgeable as they are charming and charming as they are knowledgeable, which is a lot. But you may notice in this one, we keep referencing Heath Corson's Bizarro comic. It at the time had not been released, but is now available in stores. So go to your local comic shop, pick up Bizarro, written by Heath Corson. It is fantastic stuff. And while you're at it, why not get the Sparks Nevada and Beyond Belief comics written by Ben Blacker and Mr. Ben Acker? If you love the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and if you're listening to this, you probably do, you'll love those comics. They really capture the stage show extremely well. Uh, we've done adaptations of them in Chicago. We have one coming up in New York. They're really great comics. So check those out and support the Thrilling Adventure Hour family. If you don't have your tickets to see We Got This recording live at the BAMFest during San Diego Comic-Con, you're in luck. They're still available. All you have to do is go to the BAMFest. Dot com and click the tickets link at the top of the page. Finally, if you're enjoying this podcast, and Mark and I sincerely hope that you are, please take a second to review and rate us on iTunes. It really does help new people discover the podcast. And isn't that what you want? To be in a large community of people sharing ideas and opinions and thoughts. And if you don't, never mind. Just listen to the episode, okay? Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all, Marvel or DC? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Hey, what's up? Uh, my name is Mark. And I'm Hal. And thanks for listening to We Got This. Uh, this is a very exciting episode. This is the one we teased in like episode two that you said we were going to do as a joke. And then everybody was like, when are you going to do Marvel versus DC? The answer is right, right now, now we're going to do it. Yes. And we have two very special guests who are friends of ours and each write for one of the opposing companies. We have um, Thrilling Adventure, our co-creator and writer, Ben Blacker. That's me. And we have Heath Corson, a very hilarious person and a writer also. Yeah! So uh, Heath has uh, written Batman Unlimited. He's written uh, Justice League War, mm -hmm. which is an animated film that was so good, I actually teared up watching it. That is yeah! Look at um, that! And also Batman Arkham Assault. Assault on Arkham. Um, Assault on very Arkham. close. They yes. changed it, actually. They did. They changed it's it. A new, it's a new title. Well, so say it the way I did. Okay, good. Great. <laughs> Uh, and Ben, along with his uh, oh, partner, wait, Ben also, Acker. Uh, yes. uh, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. Keep going more? Uh, no, no, forthcoming. Well, and, and maybe forthcoming, but uh, I, I, they haven't announced No, the comic. It. Oh, and the comic, my yes. upcoming Bizarro comic oh, for great. DC. Holy which crap. Which drops in June. How excited are you? So I have done more animated movies than any single author uh, yet. And your work is fantastic. Well, thank you very much. If you've much. not seen for, any of those, check them out. DC. 
<laughs> well, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Blacker's on the other side of the coin. He and Acker have written Thunderbolts. True. And Deadpool. Correct. And Wolverine Season 1. Yes. So you've handled some iconic Marvel characters. When, uh, when It did so well. When Season 2 coming out? <laughs> We're still hoping for pick up. Are you, doing, are you doing him one episode at a time uh-huh. for Season 2? <laughs> yeah. We're what hoping for the pick up. Is that how Marvel does it? They just sort of cancel you after one season? We and Agent Carter are hoping. <laughs> Oh. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let's keep this civil. Uh, I want to establish some ground rules. All right. Um, I, w- I want to talk about uh, comics exclusively because DC has a much longer pedigree than Marvel, but Marvel certainly has been a pioneering and uh, influential force in culture. And the comics alone give us enough to talk about. If we go into films – this could take forever and TV uh, as sequel, well. I'm going sequel. to I'm going to go sequel ahead right away. now and say that you might not hear from me at all this episode <laughs> uh, because I came into this not as a comic book guy, really, and uh, was pretty much banking on the fact that I could at least talk about the Marvel <laughs> movies that I've seen. <laughs> so I'm going huh. to go right. and uh, and see you, Mark, yeah. and make some chocolate chip cookies. Well, right. what, what's your initial impression, though? Do you uh, do you know who's in which universe? Yes, I know who is Whoa. in which universe. Can we quiz him? Um, yeah. Let's do a quick will, pop quiz. Right. Okay, good. Here we go. I, I will preface this right, with, go. and I said this to the guys yeah. earlier. I will be in. Uh, I, I will be in full supportive girlfriend mode. Okay, uh, we're gonna go. This. We're gonna go around the horn, Heath. You that's That's offensive to the internet. I'll go first. Probably. Um, Black Panther. Marvel or DC? Uh, DC. Wrong. Wrong. Okay. Captain Marvel. Marvel. And DC. And DC. (laughs) Wait, what? That's a trick question. There's two Captain Marvels. All right. This is... That uh, that, that was BS. That was tough. Yeah. That could have gone either way. All right. uh, Mysterio. Yeah, there we go. Mysterio. Marvel. All right. Right. Correct. Jimmy Olsen. Oh, uh, Marvel. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you mean Superman's uh, the, the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Listen, I'm terrible at this. Uh, you said you wanted to do this topic as an episode, and I went, "Sure, all right." Oh, I, I knowing wonder... fully, knowing full well that I would be doing none of the heavy lifting today. Let me also we toss just have in to take a baseline though. Yeah, the yeah. Hulk. Marvel. Okay. Great. Uh, no, no, no. Jimmy Olsen. Yes, I know Jimmy Olsen. He's the photographer. So, so that is your background. I grew up reading comics. My father is a huge comic reader and collector to this day. I'm Hal Lublin, co-host. Thank you, Ben, for the introduction. Now Ben has to narrate me. How do you like the narration? Oh. It's fun, isn't it? It's great. Um, I grew up reading comics. I started when I was younger with DC, and then I feel like when I hit my teens, I switched to Marvel, and that mm-hmm. feels to, to me to be the path that that people traditionally sure. took. And I and I was reading a lot of Silver Age stuff when I was that age. So I was like Silver Age DC, then the darker 1970s stuff I wasn't so much into. Um, by that point, I was reading like classic X-Men, so I was going through Dark Phoenix Saga and a lot of Todd McFarlane Spider-Man stuff that was happening and in you, the 80s. you get a little taste for the darker. You circle back around. You do a Dark Knight Returns. Sure. You do a Watchmen. Yes. You do a V for Vendetta. Yeah. You go full deep dive into an Alan Moore phase, which sure. is what happens to all of us after we're, we're teenagers. Of course. Sorry, I just fell asleep while you were saying that. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> So, so oh, you, you mentioned you were on the Spider Clone uh, saga. <laughs> I actually you? was. I actually was. Oh yeah, no, I stuck with it through all of the garbage. But I had a similar thing to you, Hal. Mm-hmm. That was uh, some Marvel, but mostly DC was my introduction as like a ten, eleven year old, and then uh, outgrew it and liked the Marvel stuff. Uh, and then I went back and forth for a while, but like DC wasn't exciting through the nineties. 
Mm-hmm. I read Batman. I always read Batman, no mm-hmm. matter who was writing him. But there was nothing. Uh, I don't remember attaching to anything in the nineties. How about I you? I was still doing. I was still doing Justice League Unlimited during the nineties because mm-hmm. that's that went all the way through. I was doing. There was some good Batman stuff still. The Cult. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some cool Dead Man stuff. The Kelly Jones Dead Man stuff. I remember. Um, I started really young. I remember being like five, six, uh, when my parents would take me to supermarkets and they had those little blue ribbon digests that they used to sell right by the, um, uh, the mm-hmm. supermarket checkout lines. And my mom sure. would give me one of those cause they were like 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And those were reprints of DC stories from the fifties, sixties, seventies, which was really cool because it was the first time I sort of realized like, Oh, these characters are slightly elastic. Like mm-hmm. the character in this version of Superman is the still is the same Superman later, but the stories seemed so radically different. Um, and then, of course, when you get into your teenage years, nobody understands you, and you read X Men and, and <laughs> right, right. <laughs> out. because I say, Marvel I always did is read relatable. Both. Yeah. Always relatable. All all BS (laughs) bluster aside, I read both at all times, I think. I don't think I ever left one for the other. I think there were times when I was clearly reading more of one company, and there were times I was reading less. But then I always would get back into one thing and then the other. Yeah, no, that's true. So so we're talking about relatability with Marvel versus DC. Like, what would you say, what would you say is the, the, the main characteristic of DC? Like, what is it that makes a DC comic a DC comic? Well, I will say, that, and this is something that we've talked about a lot. Is on our it, hit podcast. Oh, on yeah. our hit podcast, the Nerdist Writers Panel, Comics Edition. Which is fantastic. Not Check not it out. These are characters that have been around for 75 years, mm-hmm. where the Marvel characters have only been around for 45 years. So they were the DC heroes were born from propaganda. And so they were, it, 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 they were about truth, justice, the American way, about standing up for what's right. So there is a very black and white, almost sanctimonious nostalgia to these characters, which is why they've had to been rebooted and reconfigured a, a lot to sort of fit the modern age. We've had to sort of go back and redefine them um, to make them relevant. So I think there is a bigger learning curve there with the DC heroes because they have such a long history. They're also, and I think we've talked about this too on, on our podcast uh, with Len Wein, who co-hosted with us, who created Wolverine and Swamp Thing and worked for both companies since mm-hmm. the 60s. But the DC characters are icons that you're writing gods very often instead of yes. people. Right. Uh, they are ideas or ideals instead of every man. Right. And the Marvel heroes tend to be more flawed because that was it. They were a product of the time of the sure. 60s when they were a response to the big brash icons, uh, the gods. So yeah. they were like, well, let's make something else. Let's make something. Let, Peter Parker is an everyman. Peter Parker can't pay his rent. He's got a sick aunt. Like, he's got problems that the kids reading that had. Sure. And automatically became more relatable. And that sort of became the tone of, of their books. Yeah. Hulk has an anger problem. Right. X-Men are outcasts. Like, right. like you say, like any teenager. Captain America's a white guy. Sure. Not anymore. No. <laughs> 
Right, but they when, end I, changing. <laughs> when I think about Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, I mark it by DC. I don't mark it by Marvel. I, yeah. I know Marvel emerged during the Silver Age, but you know the Golden Age stuff. And and my father had this this paperback book that must have come out in the seventies. It was like Secret Origins mm-hmm. of the DC Universe. It was right. a black cover book, and it had the first Wonder Woman, um, the original. Um, what was his name? Alan. Um, Alan original, Scott. Alan Scott. The original, original Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. The original Flash. Whose Jay, ring Jay didn't Garrick. work on wood. Yeah, you couldn't control anything. So you could hide behind a door. And it yeah. was a ring. It was, it was it was made of a lamp, right? It was like first the lamp will bring uh, death, then it will bring life, and then yeah. it will bring power. Yeah. So he got it the third time. He got the lamp. Um, like but a genie. Like those were the original characters, and then they completely rebooted them. And the '60s uh, versions are in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the later Flash, the later mm-hmm. uh, the the Green the Green Lantern as as we know him now, the Hal Jordan, which is now broken off into the Green Lantern Corps. Um, which is an area, like, that's an area for me that I, I always connected that character at first because his name was also Hal, but like, <laughs> there's something, <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't really, I just like to hear my name and sure. see it in print. It's the reason I listen to Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite musical artist. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, for me, like, that, what I love about that character and what it captures, maybe in a way Marvel doesn't, is it's about imagination. Yes, he's a god character, but mm-hmm. it's really about there's no limit to your imagination. Right. You need to you need to find courage within yourself and and sort of eliminate fear. Um, so those are those are still important things to learn, as much as realizing with great power comes great responsibility. So then, where where do you you know what what DC stuff do you like, Ben? I um I did always read DC. I mean, I was sort of in the same boat that Heath was describing. That you know, I did go kind of back and forth over the years when I was reading regularly. Um, generally, leaning more one way towards the other, depending what the companies had going on. I really got into Flash in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I think when Mark Wade it was, was Mark on, Wade's Flash. It was uh, uh, the Wally West which because and, and that was great. my Flash. Yeah, uh, because mine too. It felt like a Marvel character. You know, mm-hmm. he was a very much a flawed kind of everyman character who felt the weight of this legacy on him, as we all do. And he, and he had weaknesses. <laughs> like, I think yeah. even in the first book, it was like, he runs and then he has to eat a whole big stack of cheeseburgers yeah. because he's like, my metabolism will eat itself yeah. if I don't keep fueling it. And I was like, and I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that know. added to that. And there uh, were very, there were smart, like kind of one and done stories mm-hmm. that he did for a while. Like I will never forget. There were two issues. I will never forget one that all took place as flash. Uh, someone shot, I think his girlfriend at the beginning. Yes. Right. And was it the a movie whole, theater. I think it was and in like movie he theater. feels the bullet in the back of his neck, and then he like gets up and the whole starts. issue is him trying to stop this bullet before it does anything. So it's all in hyper speed, huh. but it's all slowed down. Uh, it was beautifully it was done. And then around idea. that same time was uh, falling out of an airplane. Do you remember that one? Uh huh. With he was rescue holding the stewardess as they were sucked out of an airplane, and he just had to run in air. Uh, to try to slow their landing in time to stop, and that was the whole issue. It was again really smart, really simple, and it's it's just you're you're with the character mm-hmm. in a way that you weren't often in Superman's head, right? You know, I think you you talked Hal about the unlimited imagination, or or you know the the only limit was their imagination. That was always my problem with, especially the classic DC. They were too big. It was too hard to wrap your head around. Like, Superman is too big of a concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's too powerful, which is why I always did like Batman. 
because it's just a guy. And the more power you gave to Batman, the less interesting he became. Sure. Um, Heath, for, for your perspective, what, what Marvel characters, um, are you still drawn to? What do you read? What, what, what stands out in the same way that the flash? I remember, uh, loving the Avengers when I was a kid. And it was the time when Beast was in it and Wonder Man was in it. Yeah. And uh uh Wasp. And I just love the 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 that pairing. I thought Wonder Man and Beast's friendship was always so awesome. Um I, I don't know why. I just thought it was really fun. And then there was a, there actually was a Bob Layton Hercules miniseries, mm-hmm. um, that I thought was fantastic. That it was sort of Hercules goes off into this Greek god, gets shot off into space, and then has sort of like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy, uh, experience in <laughs> I mean, space. I never read that. Oh, it's That's so it. funny. Hercules, Prince of Power was oh. called. Um, and then they spun that Avengers, uh, group off into West Coast Avengers. And yes. I remember loving West Coast Avengers. Vision and Scarlet Witch, yeah. their relationship. And Hawkeye and Mockingbird. And mm-hmm. I thought those, I really connected to those guys. I thought that was very cool. Um, also, I was unabashedly a power pack, a power pack reader when I was a kid. <laughs> I loved power pack because they were kids. And I was a kid and I was like, oh my gosh, they're kids with superpowers. And it, it felt, it was so goofy, but awesome. It was like proto runaways. Um, but I loved it. I always thought that was does that, great. Does that hold up? I think you told me you read that again. I don't recently. know that it does. Yeah. Oh, runaways holds up. Runaways for sure. Does. I don't know that Power Pack holds oh, okay. up. What, what about you, Mark? Did I you? I know you're not a huge comics fan, no, but I read comics as a kid, right? No. Never. No. But Do you, you know I honestly, I honestly, uh, I've read maybe, maybe two dozen comics in what? my life. Nice. My- I read yours. Yeah. Yes, I read the Sparks Nevada comic. Because your character Marvel in or it. DC? Yeah. Uh, What's Croach? Oh, is Croach uh, Marvel or is Croach DC? Croach is, Croach is Marvel. He's an everyman. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, you haven't been watching these shows, have you? Uh-oh, He's very weird. I would love to hear a perspective on the Thrilling Adventure Hour from Croach. Oh, yeah. He thinks it's about him. I feel oh, like totally he thinks it's about him. I oh, feel yeah. like there's like a mix. If you were to take all of those segments of the Thrilling Adventure Hour and mix them up, there are some DC and there are some Marvel. Captain Laserbeam uh-huh. is super DC and super so Fathom DC. also. Yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, even Beyond Belief is kind of it's DC. It's kind of DC. If you sure. think about it, there's uh-huh. no problem that they cannot solve yeah. Yeah. at all. No, Sparks is the real Marvel hero. Yeah, he's constantly put upon. And then the USSA <laughs> extension of mm-hmm. that. So there is, That's there's funny. definitely an influence of both. But I know Acker's also more of a Marvel guy. Oh, for sure. So you guys yeah, both, yeah. like that, that sort of influences your work. But, but, but Captain Mark, Laser, Captain Laserbeam is very DC. He has yeah, no very DC. DC. That's right. Yeah. Well, he's, it was modeled in the beginning on the 60s Batman, on Perfect. the Adam West Batman. Yeah. I never got to write my Captain Laserbeam out, uh, idea. I had such Aren't a great late? one. Really? We'll do a comic. Nice. <laughs> he if lives we on. get through tonight. Yeah, right? <laughs> what, what, char- what superheroes in general stood out to you as a kid? I mean, I, not being a guy that knew it, I liked sure. Batman. I liked uh, Superman. I, it was mostly the DC guys. I didn't really know the, cause they were so the iconic DC ones. Guys. Right. And I, I liked Superman. Wonder Woman, uh, because, uh, as my mom will tell you, she came in at one day when my brother and I were watching Wonder Woman on television and she said, Oh, what are you guys watching? We both said Wonder Woman. And my brother said, I like her legs. And I said, <laughs> I like her boobs. And my mom walked out of the room. <laughs> and that remains true to this day. Yep. That's right. We were very, very small children. So, um, that is, 
that is my <laughs> comic book world is I like the I like to watch it on television. Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> her lasso. Her lasso. Her brockers yeah, too. They are. I mean, but I read some like yeah, one off like I read Watchmen and mm-hmm. you know some like Oh, oh stop it. <laughs> the Citizen so Kane of comic yeah. books. More boring than Citizen Kane. <sighs> I think I disagree. I loved Watchmen. <laughs> I loved Watchmen. I read yeah. Watchmen. You were high. You were both high when you read it. No, I read Watchmen never in real pot. time. I read Watchmen in real time when it Did was you? coming out to the point where I went to camp when issue 11 and 12 when it came out and I made my dad go to my store <laughs> and buy them to me and buy them for me and send oh them to God. me at camp. I didn't wow, know that those man. ever came out in, in short oh, yeah. form. I just assumed Alan Moore was like, this is a novel. I just. Yeah. <laughs> and I will call it Watchmen. Yeah. I'm making comics important. <laughs> I just assume that's what he talks. My next turn, yeah. I'll call V for Vendetta. <laughs> We're just, we're just doing Anton LaVey impressions yeah. at this point, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Is that Swamp Thing's dad? <laughs> Marvel! Oh. oh, I was also a big Howard the Duck fan. I loved oh, sure. the funny comics. I loved Howard the Duck. I, I remember some, having like some of the 70s, uh, Howard the Duck, some of the early ones that my dad had mm. with like Star Wog and yeah. stuff like that. Oh. Really fun Dude, character. The guy was an alien, came to our dimension where no nothing was the same. Like n- there were no duck anywhere and he seduces a hot redhead to sleep with him he's sure. not even a human he's nope. a duck and he can walk into yeah. another dimension he looks like, like Disneyland Donald he looks like Disneyland Donald he's like you hot redhead you're my new girlfriend yeah and then he <laughs> smokes and then he drinks and he moves into her apartment and she's cool with it it yeah. was in the 70s to be fair to a be lot fair. of people were doing that even without interdimensional I was like this guy's rad this gave misguided confidence to too many young men in the 70s. With big noses. Here's the other thing is when Star Wars was adapted into a comic in the 70s, they went to Marvel. And I don't know if that was a bidding war that Marvel won with money, but it felt like it was a better fit. There's no way to know. For for Marvel. We'll never know because George yeah, well, Lucas has been dead for 10 looking years. Looking at people it now. Know. By the time we release it. Now yeah. Marvel has the Star Wars license again, mm-hmm. and it does feel like a good fit. Yes. Right. You know, like, is it that just because it's all under Disney, though? Yeah. But it... it it makes it also makes sense. It's also logical. I mean, just as it's logical yeah. for Marvel to be part of Disney, you know, like these are sort of bright, colorful, fun characters mm-hmm. in the way that Disney does. Um, but, but they're also shout fun. out to the shout out to the Star Wars comic yeah. and Jordan White at Crackshot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, and the comics that Jordan is editing, all the Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. these it's treating Star Wars characters as if they are Marvel characters in a way, right? right. They're mm-hmm. very relatable. It's not grandiose. It's mm-hmm. not. Episodes one, two, three, Star Wars, where you don't, you can't connect with the characters. Right. It's the Lucas. It's the well. And make no mistake, all comics are attempting to treat characters in the Marvel way now. I mean, I think even DC is attempting to do that with a lot of their like at the end of New Fifty Two and the beginning of the June relaunch. There is an attempt to. They were even doing it with Batgirl. Like it was really the Batgirling of everything. This is what I wanted to talk about because you know more about this than I do. Like we've seen in the past few years where Marvel Marvel has really taken a chance on. Whether it's independent creators or just giving writers a very specific voice, like Charles Sewell's She-Hulk, and right. She-Hulk was a lawyer, or Squirrel Girl, right. or uh, there are a few other. Or even Fraction Marvel. doing Hulk, Hawkeye. Yeah, Fraction's Hawkeye. Like, these are mm-hmm. all very specific uh, creators' points of view. And mm-hmm. then it all started around the time DC relaunched, where everything 
was the same. There was yeah. a company style. But now DC seems to sort of be coming around, and we've seen uh, Batgirl got a, a revamp. Mm-hmm. Gotham Academy, which we talked about recently, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. It's great. It has the feel of, like, classic X-Men mm-hmm. in a really fun way, but it's in Gotham. Um, so it's using what already exists, but letting creators put their mark on it. He's Bizarro is absolutely in line with this stuff. Like, it's 100% heat. (laughs) It's really funny. It's really well written. The art is... The art is great. What is the artist? The artist is named Gustavo Duarte, and he's uh, from Brazil. And Uh it's very animated. It's very heightened. Like, it's very cartoony, but it's radically different. It does. In a great way. It does. But, so, beyond these titles, I can't remember what else was announced for relaunch, but beyond these... Are we going to see DC sort of doing what Marvel has done the past 10 years and giving creators a stronger voice or giving them more of a hand in the direction of their book? I hope so. I mean, you, we saw it. There's been little pockets where all of a sudden you look over there and you realize that people are running away with the work that they're doing, like um, Jimmy and Amanda on, on Harley Quinn, that has been sort of under the radar and yet a huge, like, 75,000 book uh, per month. That's a huge book, and they're just doing this sort of chaotic, um, practically a Deadpool book. It's almost a Deadpool book starring Harley Quinn, you know, where she just runs around and gets involved in stuff and kills people and knocks them out. And, and then you realize, like, wait, that's been sort of flying under the radar, and I think there's more to come in that vein. You know, you're going to see Batmite. You're going to see... They went back to Garth Ennis and said, do Section 8 from Hitman, which is the craziest. (laughs) Like, the art is nuts. The characters are nuts. There's a character called the Dog Welder who welds (laughs) dogs to people. (laughs) (laughs) Let it sink in, everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So here's another another question, just to sort of follow the path we were on before. What... In uh, what in Marvel and DC, what characters don't you like and why? And then I'll ask the in same both. thing of Ben. Yeah, uh, so I want to ask what Keith characters ask don't I like? So we've heard four four each. Let's hear against each. I was never a big Colossus fan. Okay. Colossus, <laughs> that's very specific. I that never liked Colossus. Here's a C level character. <laughs> no, I'm just not super into. It. <laughs> I'm way who, into Keith, Colossus. Who likes Colossus? <laughs> Russians. <laughs> They like Rocket Red. They do like Rocket Red. X-Men completists. Sure. Um, people who want to see Kitty Pride unhappy. Mark, do you know who Colossus is? I have no idea who any of these characters He's a are. giant... Uh, I checked out an hour ago. He's a giant Russian farm boy okay. uh, whose mutant ability is to turn his body into steel. Okay. That right. seems like a that seems like a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, it sure. Never backfires. Especially are we talking stainless or tempered? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always has rust. That's how you can tell. I shiz that no one beard. ever asks. Yeah. <laughs> For ten hundred, <laughs> this is Alex. why they need to ten hundred. Ten hundred. Do you know how numbers work? No. Is that part of this podcast? How, cut this out. How, does, was, how do numbers work? This is all this is good. I'm just the only part I'm going to keep is he's saying 1000. I want to make 1000 t-shirts. Yeah, we're going to go the whole line. That's my name of my new movie. It's a, it's the tenth <laughs> sequel to the 300. <laughs> if you thought 300 guys is bad. <laughs> what do you mean? I did it totally right. Besides Colossus. <laughs> Who else don't you care about? Are there any, like, big characters? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, characters that matter. Superman was always hard for me, just because, like Ben said, he's just, he's the big god sort of running around. Can I, may I interject for a moment? Yeah, please. Sure. Um, Are there Superman stories that you think are successful? Yes. uh, There are early 
50s and 60s stories that I just adored. Really? Where he, he um, Superman Red, Superman Blue. I always <gasps> oh my god! Was great. It's hilarious that you say that. That is exactly what went through my head. For yeah. the people who are listening at home who are not huge uh, nerds, co- nerds. I don't even know what you're talking. There about. are different kinds of kryptonite in the Superman universe. Green kryptonite, we all know, is what makes him weak. We Red all kryptonite. Know this. There's like a gold kryptonite that will kill him if he ever touches it. There is a red kryptonite, red kryptonite. that is completely unpredictable. So you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, that sounds like bull- so, story generator. Yeah, yes. I think isn't it Lex Luthor who exposes him to red kryptonite? Yes. And what it does is splits him into two Supermen. One with a completely red suit, one with a completely blue suit. Both of them nice. Yeah. So then it becomes like now he can have his high school sweetheart and Lois Lane. They're literally sitting on a mountaintop, like with their heads in their hands, going like, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "I don't know. What are you gonna do?" It's like, "Well, we should go and like date women." So they're the crows yeah. from Dumbo. <laughs> yes. yeah. And he goes, "Who do you want to go after?" And it's like, "Oh, I know who I want." Well, who do you want? He's like, "I know who I want." So they go, "Well, let's let's make." Iron L's with the names that we want, and let's see what if lightning will hit one of us first, and then two prong lightning hits both L's, and then they're like, "Well, now what?" I always wanted Lana, and the other one goes, "I always wanted Lois," and then they're like, "Hacha!" And then this they go is, off. And this is this is the like, waiting for Godot <laughs> comic. Yeah. I swear to God, this is what happens. Absolutely, in this a conflict-free story. Yes, and, and then they go off and they like have kids. One has kids. I think one moves to one stays on Earth and uh-huh. one takes uh, the city of Kandor, Kandor and they and rebuilds Krypton. Because the two of them are, are can get in twice as much done. Yes, <laughs> yes. In like eight pages, but I think. The, my favorite, my favorite screen is they're talking to each other via like whatever Skype would have been in the. <laughs> yeah, 50s. they're like FaceTiming, and uh, and Lois is in the background vacuum cleaning uh-huh, on sure. Krypton while the two super babies fly around the room in their onesies. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this oh, and, a 70s super- story. Yeah. No, uh, no, it was 60s. the 60s. Like, and like Superman 50s, Red, who went on Corypton, yeah. got Streaky the Wonder Horse, and I think Beppo the Super Monkey. Streaky the Cat. What was the name of the horse? Um, I, don't know, I think his name was just Super Horse. It might have been Super And then the, the and dog. Beppo the Super Monkey. Yeah. And then the dog is um, Crypto. Crypto yeah. stayed on Earth. Crypto stayed on Earth. Of course. Because, you know, he's like, look. I live here. I know all the great smells here. I'm not leaving. Don't get me to another planet. I never. I don't remember. Krypton. Why is your suit totally blue now? Blue. Screw it. I don't care. I'm colorblind. Yeah, I don't know colorblind which anyway. Yeah, I'm a dog. I'm a nice dog. gray suit that you've always worn. Two masters. Oh, how awesome! Give me you've treats. I can't wait. I have all these superpowers, yet I'm still a slave animal. I'm still a dog. How has this happened? Yeah. Damn food chain. Um, so this yes, sounds terrible. I, I know. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. This sounds terrible. You're what not convincing you? me. No? What about you? Were there characters that you uh, uh, totally didn't actively like? Actively disliked? I, I will say, in Marvel, I sort of had the same problem with, like, Thor that I had with a lot of the DC characters. Mm, okay. That he's just too powerful. And I didn't really... I couldn't wrap my head around what he could do or who he was. And it was all that stuff that the writers loved writing, all of the kind of faux Shakespearean dialogue. Mm-hmm. I hated reading. Really? Yeah. Oh, I liked the drag. Simonson arc on Thor. Like, I always, I always got into the mythology of it. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to read it now. But yeah. as a kid, like, I loved because I love Spider-Man and the Hulk and mm-hmm. X-Men, which just felt very grounded to me. Thor was always difficult. But yeah, then the DC ones, again, I love Batman. I don't think until recently there have been great Wonder Woman stories. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are ones that are 
enjoyable enough to read, but they all feel very dated. Red Tornado bugged me a little bit. The sort of, like, Tin Man thing of it all. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're an android. <laughs> B-level but... characters. Well, B-level, like, Vision. I was like, come yeah. on, you're a Vision wannabe. Well, even Vision, I never really caught into. Uh-huh. Uh, cause I think that he's kind of loaded with backstory also. Right. Which a lot of the stuff in the yeah. 80s was. So even Wolverine, I never got much into until I had to do a deep dive to write him. Yeah. Um, cause like I knew, I knew enough. Like I knew him from appearances in every single book through the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. But he was so bogged down with history. That, like, it was just hard to connect to because everything referenced something that I didn't understand. Yeah. I remember as a kid loving the angry, um, like, kill everybody heroes, yeah. like the really? Lobos and, like, your Punishers and your, um, your Deadpools, and then getting older and going back and, and not having them hold up for me. Yeah. Because I go, there's no stakes to this character. Like, all, this character doesn't want anything until Jerry Dugan came and did Duggan. Deadpool. Duggan. Yeah. yeah. Until Jerry Duggan. Yeah. Came and did Deadpool. Did that character never made any sense no. to me? Well, because Duggan, it's just like, yeah. I'll just run around. Jerry and Brian Posehn, who co-writes it with him, gave yeah. Deadpool some gravity and yeah. stakes. Yeah, he made it. He made it count. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I was gonna say I was not. I was never a Punisher fan. Do you, Mark? Do you know the Punisher? I do know the Punisher. So for those who don't know at home, because the Punisher is not a a super well known. He's very popular yeah, in like the eighties, early nineties. The guy with a skull on his shirt. Yeah, that nobody shot guns. They just Believe shoot me. Yeah. If, yeah. if those movies got got people to know him, there would be movies now. <laughs> um, but he was a former uh, cop, Frank Castle, who was family was killed when the mob tried to kill him. But uh, he came back and decided the best way to fight them was to put on a skin-tight suit with a skull on it and uh, hang out in a van with another dude who gave him weapons and kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, and that, for me, was like – it didn't – it felt too gritty, like they had gone too far in mm-hmm. one direction. Like mm-hmm. I like the idea of – part of my problem with almost every superhero film until maybe like the last seven to ten years it's happened less is – they would always kill off the villain. Right. And when you kill off the villain, you take away options like the the the, the killing Spider Man. Right. You don't get the killing joke if you kill the Joker. Right. You want you want uh, to see the news problem. Uh oh. <laughs> he kills the Joker at the end. No. Oh yeah. Uh, Did we no, talk about canon. this? No. That's canon, right? Yeah, that's canon. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. No, it's wait. The we're Joker's not messing dead. With you. Thank Joker you for listening to We Got Joker. This. And um, Batman kills the Joker. Have to go think about that. Okay. Was it was supposed to be the last Batman story? Mm-hmm. And like, that it's his version point. of the Superman. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Yeah. which was the last Superman story. Right. Uh, Alan Moore loves to kill things. He loves to end. I think things. Len actually talked about it on our podcast, well, where he, he says, like you, in the last page of the Killing Joke, it's the Joker laughing and laughing and laughing. Right. And, and Batman laughing. A, and Batman laughing. And, and you then hear only... a snap, and then there's nothing. And then it's that only Batman. No, it's only Batman laughing. And, and then it's only Batman laughing. And they had not the started a doo wop group. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. That's Mark, what the snap was. Are there, are there any comic book characters that you do not like just from being exposed to them that you didn't care I, for? Are uh, there any exposed themselves to you? Yeah. I had, yeah. Show I us did. on the doll. She Hulk exposed herself to me once. Nice. <laughs> um, no, again, because I, I don't come from a vast knowledge of this. I know the ones that are in all the movies. Mm-hmm. I see all the movies, uh, and no, I've never really, I, I enjoy them. I'm yeah. like, this is, this is fun. This is great. You're a superhero. I do agree with you though, like, I need something with a flaw. Yeah. I need a character. I need it to be hard. 
because I look at like, you know, Batman versus Superman is coming out. I'm like, Oh, Superman. Like it's a guy versus a God. Yeah. Easy. I look at the Avengers and I go, Oh, Thor will fix it. Like it doesn't right. matter what's happening. And they, they have to just figure out, I feel like they have to figure out creative ways mm-hmm. To cripple the god characters right. when they put them of, in these big, yeah, that's my these favorite big podcast. Thor will fix it. Thor will fix it. <laughs> Thor will fix it. I thought it was cripple the gods. <laughs> um, cripple the gods. I know we weren't. We Alan gonna, Moore presents cripple the gods. We weren't going to talk about the movies or other media, but like I think that's something that was great about the Superman movies, mm-hmm. the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, mm-hmm. is you felt like there was a guy behind yeah. that Superman. Yeah, right? because Christopher Reeve was such. And they such showed you, so they showed you him guy. getting picked on yeah. as a kid right. and yeah. how big his, his crush is on Lois yeah. Lane when he first gets to the right. Daily Planet. They did everything they could to make him relatable. His struggle was internal. It was, here is a guy mm-hmm. who could do everything, but he can't bring himself to do it. He can't, he's, he can't fight yeah. back because he could house these people and he does, he's not going to do that. Right. Yeah, I will, I will say that performance that if you look at, there are many great comic book films that have been made and, and continue to be made. Right. That is one of that is one of the best, if not the best, performance yeah. as a hero. Because oh, if you go back, go back and watch it if you haven't seen it in a while. Part one or part two or part three? Part three, right? One part, and two. Oh, one part, and two. Yeah, one and two. Watch yeah. him. He watch him create two completely different characters, yeah. Superman and Clark Kent. And Physically, you, it helps you understand because that's always the big knock. There's one of the big knocks on Superman is he just takes the glasses off. But you see him embody these characters, and all of a sudden you can go back and read the comics, and he actually. Enhances them. Yeah. There's the the moment where he's Clark Kent and he takes off the glasses and he just stands. Up. He becomes Superman physically. He yeah. just stands yeah. his up body and changes. squares his shoulders and you go, holy shit, that's Superman. Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. that's something I still haven't seen in Superman comics, mm-hmm. which I really would like to see. And I understand, you know, like great writers have taken a stab at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And we still and maybe you just can't do that in comics. Right. I don't know. Maybe it is really performance based. Yeah. I never liked Gambit. What no, the hell was who up likes with Gambit? Gambit? Why was he so popular? <laughs> I have no clue. I was like Gambit. Oh Marshall. <laughs> Shut up. I used to I mix up Gambit. Gambit and Longshot. Sure. And Longshot was first of all not an uh, not a mutant but an alien. Right. With what? four fingers on each hand. Yeah. Awesome. And his thing was that he was lucky. That was, was his lucky. power. Did he and wear his... one of those Mickey gloves if he had four fingers on each hand? <laughs> he did. Yeah. Because he and could he pull waved. off that white glove. Hey <laughs> <Sorry>, kids. <laughs> I sure am lucky. Oh. Well, Welcome to Mojo and, World. And, I mean Longshot and Gambit and and even Wolverine to an extent. Like these are characters that became part of the X Men mythos when it was growing too big and too yeah. vast. Oh, X Force. Like, it was just and, yeah. too hard to jump into any of these and which is why I really love Marvel now is the books are so accessible. Yeah. You know, you may even jump into the middle of a huge thing. Like I picked up uh, one of the guardians of the galaxy books, not even the main guardians book, which I'm loving. And I hate cosmic stuff. Mm-hmm. I hate space mm-hmm. stuff, but I love Bendis's uh, guardians of the galaxy, but I picked up some other book because it was part of a tie in and I could jump in with no problem, because I get who this I guy like is. I like that you say that, because my thing with comic books, and the reason that I've never, like, I never really delved too deep into these worlds, is because, I've re- I mean, I've read a lot more than a dozen comic books, but, sure. uh, 
my problem was always I felt like I had to start at episode one. Right. I would always feel like I would need to start. And I went back and I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to look at some old Captain America because I like Captain America. And I and I go back. And I'm like, well, I'll start at the beginning. I'm like, well, that was 1945. <laughs> and and he's wow, they they really do not like depicting uh, ethnic minorities in a pleasant way. In these. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, or right. the ones where it feels like you're jumping into X-Files season five. Exactly. Like, I don't know. But then I did. I cracked into uh, this the Spider-Man right now where they're doing the multiple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess at some point I just have to be like, you know what? There's some stuff that's happened in the past yeah. that I'm never going to know about. There's 25 Spider-Men here. Right. Some of them are girls. Some of them are a dog. Some of them are whatever. Some of them are actual spiders. <laughs> Fine. I'm in. Whatever. Well, that's, this is also <laughs> in drag. Like, I yeah. need to at least know where. How do I know, as an outsider, how do I know where an arc starts? Well, this is also the nice thing about the current state of comics is mm-hmm. everything, especially at the big companies, but really everywhere. I mean, we're doing this for Image. We, we did this for Dynamite with the Flash Gordon stuff that we wrote, mm-hmm. that all of the companies are creating monthly comics almost as an afterthought towards making trade paperbacks. Right. Like we're doing four, five, and six issue arcs because it's those will be collected into a trade paperback, which will okay. sell for ten to eighteen dollars that you can sell in Barnes and Noble. Do those still exist? That you can There's sell on one. Amazon. Uh, just next well, to the blockbuster. Sorry. <laughs> it's over. It's done. It's oh, closed. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so you'll get a complete story from that mm-hmm. four to six issues. Okay. That I can, and that's digestible. And they're numbering that's them. Digestible. Yeah. Right. The, like, the, it all I, makes sense. I went and I toured the Marvel offices, which are, are beautiful. And I've, I've now apparently outed myself that I was the worst person to allow to do that. <laughs> um, you were like, where are the Star Wars books? Yeah. Uh, they did have, Here's a, a anecdote from that trip. They have a, a poster there that I guess was from the early '80s, and it was every Marvel character to date before they had blown up huge mm. and uh, added so many crazy characters. But it, it was a good, you know, there was a couple hundred characters on this poster, and um, and uh, what we what we were told on the tour is that only one. Tour has ever successfully named every oh, single no. character what? on that poster. Who was it? The Decemberists. Whoa! <laughs> the Decemberists That's took amazing. the tour of Marvel, and they the, between them they they named every character. And on then they that wrote poster. a shanty about it. And then they yes. wrote a shanty about it. <laughs> that yeah. makes me like. And the there's a new character yeah. named the Oxford Comma now. <laughs> right. I'm sure. <laughs> Which, uh, uh Vampire time. Weekend. <laughs> oh, we'll do December's versus Vampire Weekend next oh, time. Next? It'll be a future, it'll be a part two. Um, how many of the characters did you know? Oh, like five. Um, I knew, I knew that they I knew were all the Spider-Men. Yeah, it was the all the spider dogs. The spi- I knew the, I knew the, the Spider-Mans and the X-Mans. Uh, and, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. I, I was like, uh, so there's, uh, okay, so that's, uh, there's the uh, Hugh Jackman. And, uh, <laughs> who's that next to him over there? Okay, there's uh, yeah, yeah, there's Patrick Stewart. That's Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. yeah. Is that Iowan Grufford? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, was that an X-Man or an actor? He was Mr. Fantastic. He was he, for like 10 seconds. In those Fantastic Four movies. Um, did you got Red Skull because you said there's a guy with a red skull? Yeah, I, yeah. I just I looked and I was like, uh, Red. Bing, some what? of them, some of them. If you just look at the picture, you're like, you can right. name the guy, right? That guy. Like, oh, a guy covered in spiders. That's uh, Spider Man. Right. Uh, that one over there. That's uh, 
That's uh, what, what, what? Oh, she's swirling around and making a storm. All right, storm. Yeah, that's storm. Uh, I'm gonna call her storm. Yeah, we'll call her storm. We had a, a Captain Laserbeam villain uh, a few years ago named Mr. Octopus because that is what my wife thought Dr. Octopus's name was. Mr. O- Mr. Octopus. Like, oh, he hasn't gotten his doctorate yet. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. He's Mr. Octopus. He was Mr. Octopus. Yeah. Mr. Octopus. He was a <laughs> Philip Fathom villain. So here's what I think would be interesting since Mark has very little Because we should start getting knowledge. interesting now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why bother, Hal? Finally. So, I'm, I'm, I finally started recording and <laughs> great. I would like each of you to pitch your respective companies to Mark. Why should he start reading? Why should I start reading your books? Yeah. Because we have Batman. <clears throat> I am sold. And I'm done. <laughs> you don't have Batman in your book. Oh, we're pitching our first, our, our own books? Also, I don't presently have a Marvel book. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the upcoming June launch, there's a lot of amazing different kinds of storytelling coming up, including... The very funny Bizarro book, which I would very much uh, uh, tell you that you should read. It's very funny. The whole idea is it's Bizarro and Jimmy Olsen starring in planes, trains, and automobiles. That's a good selling point. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who Bizarro is? I do know who Bizarro because is. Of, because of your work uh, on... Exactly. There you okay. go. All right. Sure. I do know all the characters that are... Okay, good. Fantastic. Yes. And Ben? I'm glad you asked. Mark? <laughs> ben, let's get real. You have a here. choice this fall. <laughs> no. First of all, you don't have to wait till June to read great books. Wow. <laughs> I wow. did love your That's Wolverine good. Year One. I've read Thank your Wolverine you. yeah, Year One. Much. Year two coming any second. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going right to Netflix. Are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, possibly Yahoo will pick us up. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> At the last minute. Is Chevy right? Chase going to be in it? Certainly not. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play Sabretooth. You right. know Sabretooth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you don't have to wait till June to pick up good books. There are dozens, literally dozens of them right now for anything you might feel like. Mm-hmm. Do you love web-slinging action? Yes. Sure. You can get Spider-Man, sure. And Dan Slott's having an amazing run on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But do you want your Spider-Man to be a girl? Yeah. There are two different titles you can pick up. I have heard about Spider-Gwen. Which is a delightful romp from an alternate universe yeah. Spider-Man, where she's a teenage girl. A-U. Also. A-U. Yeah, good. A-U. Only it belongs in, uh, oh, it's complicated. Okay. For you fanfickers out there. Uh, Silk is a great book about a uh, girl with sort of Spider-Man-esque powers who was locked up for most of her life, and now she is out and trying to live her life, and it's written by Robbie Thompson, my old pal from Supernatural. Check it out. I will. Is now is or just um, sit on your money wait, until June. Do you want more? <laughs> Maybe you love the Avengers movies and you want to get into some adventure. That's Avengers. the thing. I do love all of the superhero movies, of course, and right. that's my the canon that I know yeah. is from that. Let me tell you about what Thor is up to in the Marvel universe right now. Oh, more fascinating Have you gone Thor? than Have you gone she Thor? has ever been. Yes, Thor is a lady now. Really, Lady uh, Thor, and it's. It's a. Do they call her Lady Thor? No, like it's just the Thor. Lady Vols call their basketball Thor. team of women. It's just Thor. It's just Thor. Thor. <laughs> She's the new Thor. Um, and it's fun and it's interesting and it's about you know this new character figuring out power so you can jump right in. Okay. Uh, maybe you love Iron Man. I do love Iron He's, Man. He's you know what a jerk uh, Robert Downey Jr. is. Do you mean the actor or <laughs> his version of Tony Stark? I'm gonna say both. Uh, you know what? I've never met the gentleman. I'm sure he's quite pleasant. But Tony Stark is abrasive. 
In the comics, he's even more abrasive these Ooh, days. I like wow. abrasive. It's a little edgier. Peach I think Batgirl. for you, you like it. Like I'm talking about Marvel. Oh, okay. Shut your mouth. I do like Marvel. <laughs> I thought you were talking about good comics. Uh, here's a Marvel comic that I enjoyed. Okay. Because I liked the ride at Disney World. Uh-huh. Figment. <laughs> I knew I would shut all three of you up, ladies You're and gentlemen. The, thank the, you for listening to We Got This. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I, I'm doing the Pixar tie, tie-ins. Yeah, I do tie-in no, comics. Yeah, you know what's great? Archie versus Archie and Punisher. You know Archie versus yeah, they, Punisher. They did do an Archie versus You know what I heard Punisher. is great. Uh, Afterlife with Archie. Uh-huh. I haven't I read that. That's great. I will I say it's great. I, like, and Sabrina. Well, Archie, ver- Archie versus Predator is supposed to be really fun. Well, I, that's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, I love Marvel and I love DC, but my first comic love is Archie and the Gang. I've read so much. I think we can uh, all so agree much Archie. on this. Yeah, Archie and the gang are great. Are you familiar with Archie, Jughead? I am. Did you just pro- call I'm, him Jughead? Yeah, I am peripherally familiar. Do you know Archie Jughead? <laughs> hey, I didn't, I didn't know where the comma and the question mark were. <laughs> Don't be such a moose. Be a Dilton doily. Um, no, oh, I didn't really get wow. into Archie. Wait, dive. Shut up. Deep Shut dive. Up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, 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 we don't swear. We don't swear. I stopped myself. Yeah. What did you say? I said, don't be a Moose Mason, be a Dilton Doily. Who was Dilton Doily? He was the, genius. Was the genius. He would invent time machines. Come and on. Next thing like, you're going to say you don't know who Pure Heart the, the Powerful is. Yeah. From that's, Archie? That's Archie's superhero alter ego. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can picture that. Yeah. All right. Oh, all those kids. <laughs> oh, they were the best. Is, is Archie Comics the great unifier? It is. We all we all love Archie. And I did love Archie. I loved Richie Rich because I was like, he's yes. so wealthy. All the Harvey comics. <laughs> That's all there is to say. About That's all Richie there is Rich. to say. I want to see if we if we are on the same mind lane. Do you remember uh, wavelength mind lane? Hot stuff. Who knows? We're making you throw stuff hot up. stuff at me. I'm not going to throw hot stuff. The stuff. little devil at you. Okay. Or Wendy the witch. Or uh-huh, little Lulu. Uh, this is uh, this is a <laughs> yeah little Lada. Little Lada. Little Lada. Sure. Uh, Baby Huey. Dotty. Mm-hmm. Or dot. Uh, little dot. This is a Richie Rich uh, comic where his uncle comes to visit. His uncle's also Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> no, it is not Scrooge McDuck. Spoiler <laughs> alert: it is not Scrooge McDuck. His uncle comes, who is also very rich, uh-huh. but is always misplacing his money. It's always dropped. It's like stuffed out of his pockets. He doesn't know where to keep it. How did so he he's get like, so rich? Yeah. And how does he not have a continuous train of people following him? This is this is the issue. Oh, peasants. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'm gonna take the bus back to wherever rich town I come from. And Richie Rich is like, he's gonna get robbed. I'm gonna follow him with dollar and and make sure that nobody uh, robs him. So he, it's it's like Mr. Magoo. If Mr. Magoo is, is in constant risk of an accident, unless somebody else intervenes, it's not dumb luck. Richie Rich is <sighs> stopping. Uh, um, different burglars and and uh, muggers along the way. Why is this guy taking the bus? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get you're exactly. the whole man because he lost all thing. his money because it fell out of his pocket. I got this bus card, but the- I may have been wrong about the Riverdale gang bringing us all together. Why? But we can all turn against Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he's the one percent. He is the one percent. <laughs> Richie Rich is but the one percent. The punchline of that is like. He's like, hey, he's like, uh, hey, uncle, it's really great for you to come visit. He's all sweaty because he is, he's been thwarting all these crimes. And his uncle's like, well, don't say goodbye yet. I'm going to live here in this crappy part of town because it's so safe. Wah, wah. And then they found he him. He is a dead. terrible, yeah. terrible He was dead a week later. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was in the, a cat suit yeah, hanging the, from his closet. And that's how Casper was created. It's actually Richie Rich's uncle, Cannon. That is my I favorite I always theory. thought that Richie Rich, the Casper looked was the, like dead Richie was, Rich. Was dead Richie yeah. Rich. Dead yeah. Richie Rich. Casper no, looks I like dead Richie Rich. No, I swear to God, Rich. I thought that was the truth. I was like, oh, those, he's dead Richie Rich. If you like Richie Rich, you're going to love the dead Richie Rich. <laughs> yes. Casper the friendly ghost. Yes. <laughs> Macabre, but you know, that's what I always thought. Why not? Characters die all the time. Right. Sure. But the, there are no, there's the only character I remember in either Marvel or DC that was dead for a significant amount of time mm-hmm. was the, the original Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, who died in like 1982 died from cancer. cancer. Right. It was like a huge, it was a very Jeez. solemn thing yeah. and, and, uh, I know Marvel likes thing. dealing with issues, but <laughs> yeah, jeez. I, w- I, well, I just yeah. wanted to throw out a comic while we're going with the old Archie, yeah. Richie Rich yes. era. Do it. I preferred uh, Bazooka Joe because it came with gum. Because <laughs> it was in Hebrew. Sure. <laughs> any, any comic that gave you food as yeah. well. Yeah. That's also why I like Topps baseball cards. <laughs> sure. Because sure. they had that stick of gum that was the most brittle stick of oh, gum, gum you would ever have. Well, good news. Every every single ep- uh, issue of Shazam now comes with a sleeve of Thin Mints. Oh. I'll tell you what. So you're going to love. Why Milkshakes. Where's this DC jerk? I got some Shazam questions for you. Okay. The What's Shaq the- movie? Yeah. Yeah. Great. You, you're thinking of Kazam. Oh, right. Please. I have Shazam <laughs> questions also. You I want to hear if yours are the same as mine. Probably right. it's this. What's up with that guy? I don't know. What Sh- Shazam is Captain Marvel. Shazam was Captain Marvel. They have changed it so now his name is Shazam. Okay. And just to answer your question, he has to say it in a certain way <laughs> to right. change. He has, to tell not, if he's, oh. he has to say Shazam and he, then he turns He says it in a certain way with a certain invocation in order to turn into the character. Because I got the question over and over again after Justice League War. He introduces himself to Wonder Woman. Why wouldn't he just turn back into Billy Batson? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, first of all, you're angry about a cartoon. Yes. <laughs> Second of all... Oh, have you met the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the passion, mm-hmm. but like any magic word, you have to say it in a certain way. Yes. So here's Shazam. Picture it better. like Siri. If you don't say it in a certain way, you are not going to change. You're not going to get your direction. I do not understand, Heath. Yeah. What <laughs> is Shazbot? Here are a list of Greek gods nearby. Right. <laughs> you are just you asking? Sketch. Thank yeah. you. Um, I, but so here's my, my thing with Shazam. Yes. I've, I like him in your uh, movie. Yes. I think you did a good job writing him. And I feel like there's a lot of potential in that character because he is literally a 10-year-old child in the body in the, of, of a, a superhero. Yeah, of a yes. superhero. But has there ever been a great Shazam story? It just seems like it's just been wasted. Uh, Mark Wade did really cool stuff with him in Kingdom Come. He was sort of the, the sure, full but that's a Kingdom different Come. yeah Kingdom like anything in the universe. Um, well, again, you're dealing with a character from 75 years ago from Timely Comics that was sort of hokey. Like it was a very right. goofy. I mean, Billy Batson was a 10-year-old cub reporter for a, a radio station. Like, we don't have any of those things anymore. Right. <laughs> Who hires a 10-year-old? Wait, like, we don't have 10-year-olds no anymore? 10-year-olds. <laughs> Everyone just skips from 9 to 11? <laughs> Outlawed. But what about the big, exciting, double-digit birthday party? <laughs> nope. <All right>. Nope. <laughs> oh. Man, that was the best so, one. I, sort of, a, I think the problem with that character is that it, Begs a, a good reboot. I know that Jeff Johns did some stuff with them at the, in the, the backup oh, stories in uh, Justice League that were smart yeah. because he made Billy Batson not such a 
goody two shoe. But then there's also, and I, I remember this from like when Jeff Johns was writing Justice Society of America, uh-huh. which I really liked. I, like I liked that too. a lot of the new characters he invented, the mm-hmm. new like Mister Terrific. Uh-huh. Um, and the new, new Sandman. Sandman, yeah. Some very cool stuff. Uh, what was her name? The Star Spangled Girl? Star, what Star is she Spangled called? Girl. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I, those are really fun. Um, and he did stuff with Shazam in there. But there was also like the whole Marvel family. Yeah. Yes. Really yeah. Batson, That's my like, question. Mary Marvel, Batson. Mary Freddy, Freddy, Freddy Freeman. Freddy Batson. Freddy Marvel. Who would say Captain Marvel to turn into Captain Marvel Jr. Yeah. He, what? He had to say the name of his favorite hero Wait, to turn into Captain Marvel was Jr. Was it Billy Batson's dad turned into a superhero <laughs> little kid? <laughs> that would be, oh, you just cracked it. Well, he I turned into like a baby. Well, there's... there was the uncle who, Uncle Marvel, who had no powers. Uncle Marvel, who, but he got an outfit. Yes. Mary, and there was a. Mary Marvel. A, and there was a tiger. Yeah. There was a talking it was, tiger. It was actually Crypto in an outfit. He's it done it again and disguised as another. Damn it, Crypto, get out of here! But do they not exist anymore? The, those. I think those guys are all out of continuity. Oh, they're con- all out of continuity. Well, I think there con- is a great sort of Batgirl-esque series in there mm-hmm. about whether it's Captain Marvel or the Captain Marvel family or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, there's there's fodder in there, and mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me that DC has never minded. You know, Grant. Morrison did a multiversity oh, just about the Captain Marvel family, but it was very classic, timely, like sure. 1940s style yeah. story. Right. Um, it wasn't like a modern retelling. It was just all of those characters back against uh, Dr. Savannah. And, uh, yeah. was, but I feel like if you grab someone who's like writing yeah. Adventure Time or uh, oh. any of those, like the Boom tie-in, the Wait, Boom uh, license books, wasn't there, could kill a Captain Marvel. Wasn't there... I might be wrong about this, so don't yell at me online. I'm getting, I'm getting there ready to yell at you. There was a Jeff Smith yes. Shazam, wasn't there it? Was. Je- it, it was. It was beautiful fantastic. to look at. Yeah. But the story was okay. And I it think was it was fun. just a few issues. It was I, really fun. It was I a love the, the Doc Shainer Shazam art. The yes. first time I saw his work and the first time I was familiar with it was him uh, drawing Cactoid Jim mm-hmm. in the Thrilling Adventure Art graphic novel. I thought, this guy was born to draw yeah. Captain Marvel, not realizing he had changed to Shazam. Um, but, all right, we're, we're nearing the end here. Well, wait, just to wrap yes, up on go that. Ahead. I Take agree with you that there is a really interesting version of that that leans on the the, de- the Marvel aspects of it, where this character is not sophisticated and not yeah. smart and not uh, mature and therefore does these things. Right. And makes things worse than better sometimes. Right. And I think that's a really interesting take. And I've never seen anything I'll like pitch that. It. But that's kind of what I was doing with Justice League, with the character yeah. Justice League War. Is like exactly. He's clearly a child. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows that. So they treat him like an adult. And they're always like, what's going on? Well, this I feel guy's like so weird. This, this has been the problem that DC has had for years. Is they have great concepts, but they make it overcomplicated or they make it for the wrong audience or, right. you know what, like, again, like we said, there hasn't been a great Wonder Woman run. And I liked, like, Azarello did one and uh-huh. relaunch, which I really liked, but then it became this convoluted thing. It became four. Yeah. And I think you have to, there's something to keeping the characters very pure. And I think mm-hmm. the best books right now, whether it's Fractions Hawkeye or whether it's Gotham Academy, are have a very pure concept at, mm-hmm. the, at the core of it. Mm-hmm. Or Miss Marvel. Or Miss Marvel, my favorite book right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This has been uh, very interesting. Mark has been asleep for only a quarter of it. Has it been interesting? (laughs) It was more of his eyes were glazed over. He went into like a hypersleep. You have covered everything. (laughs) Yeah. 
and nothing that I did know. Uh huh. And everything that I still don't. I'm know. I'm very very smart. I'm actually an official DC historian. Are you that's really? True. Yes, that's. True. Oh, I do have a question for you, Heath. Um, wait, who is hold that? on, man. <laughs> Explain that first. Okay. I was asked to come in to do uh, an interview for EPK on a movie that I didn't Wait, write. explain EPK. Oh, sorry. Electronic, Electronic, Electronic Press. Not to mark to the listener. Oh, it's I feel like I had to know something this <laughs> yes. episode. So they <laughs> called me and said, hey, we want you to come in and do an interview um, for this movie. And I said, I didn't write that movie. And they said, haha, that's funny. It's 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay. And I said, no, I didn't write that movie. And they said, oh, you're so modest. We'll see you then. And then they sent me a list of questions. And I wrote back, guys, this is awesome. Happy to do it. I did not write this movie. And they were like, oh, that's awesome. We'll see you at 10. At 1 o'clock in the morning, I started getting, like, texts and, like, crazy, like, bing, bing, bing. And I was like, what's going on? And it is an email that says, you didn't write this movie. And I was like, this is what I've been telling you. And they said, well, we like you. You clearly know what you're talking about. So we want to see if we can still bring you in. So they called DC and they asked my executive, Mike Carlin at DC Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, yeah. Just say he's an official DC historian. Wow. So, so I am now so an just, official he's DC credited. historian. I'm credited on this, uh, as a DVD DC extra. historian on this DVD extra. The pedigree <laughs> in this room, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that um, ridiculous? So Mark and I need to make a decision here. Yes. That's a tough call because DC does have Batman. Uh, I feel like I should show respect to DC, but I really love. <laughs> so, so is your answer, I feel like you're coming to a different answer. I, I gotta stay. I, I'm a, I love Marvel. Uh, I love the Marvel what? universe. It's okay. Created. I vote Marvel as well. Look, I don't care what either of you guys feel in your heart as long as you buy Bizarro coming out <laughs> yeah. in June. You we will buy, buy Bizarro. Say, when does Bizarro come Bizarro out? Bizarro drops in June. Okay? It drops in June. This could be out in June. We, who knows? It could be out oh. now. Go, you just go around to neighborhood comic book stores and ask them for Bizarro and don't leave till they give it to you. But here's the point, people. You can, you can read a variety of comics and you should read a variety of comics. But in the end, if you're looking for the brand that has, uh, that has put out superior work for longer, that has maybe been consistent in its, longer. in its, in its effect on culture, see, consistently, consistently without, without their periods, you know, Marvel, know Marvel started <laughs> in a, in a very relatable place and it's continued there, even though their stories have gotten fantastic. Um, DC, however, at the same time has created iconic characters that, that no doubt have shaped pop culture. But if you look at how DC and, and Ben alluded to this earlier, if you look at how DC is writing their comics now, that's the effect of the new kid on the block coming in and absolutely changing the game. So get yourself some Marvel comics, people. You're, you're adults, some of you now. And also Bizarro. Yeah. Get yourself Bizarro. Bizarro. And Bizarro. Yes. Read everything is the point. Well, see, but I think the point is find what speaks to yeah. you. Yes. The absolutely. point is comic books are fun, as I have learned in the last hour. Right. Find what speaks to you. And what speaks to each and every one of you are Marvel comic books. <laughs> so make sure if you buy seven comics, four are Marvel and three are DC. We have to keep the balance so right, people. go buy seven comics. That is the ruling. Ben Black, you have something to say. Yeah, I think we'll wrap this up as we wrap up every Nerdist Writers Panel Comics Edition sure. by asking, what are you reading? And how are you reading it? Do you go to the store? Or do I, you buy or do you buy digitally? I do I I've done both. I got into a I went down a deep uh a deep hole with what the Marvel comic app. Life. 
<laughs> it was a very deep hole, ladies and gentlemen. No, I started – I got the Marvel app like a while back mm-hmm. and I – before I could blink, I had spent $100 on comic books because they, they – like I started reading um, – I started with Avengers versus X Men. Why did I kept you get, reading? Why did you get Marvel Unlimited? Unlimited? Because it didn't. It, this was this was a few years ago. I'm just I, so I've avoided digital and I read uh, physical. Comics. Do you have it now? I do not have it now. Okay, Marvel Unlimited is ten bucks a month for like unlimited fourteen thousand comics. You I actually spend a hundred dollars. I, I like the physical feel of a comic book in my hands. I like reading them and then putting them down and then sharing them with people. Um, I know you can do a that's lot great. Of that do you digitally. also go inside and stand in line at the bank? Yes, yeah, I love exactly. it. I just love standing do you in go line. Buy your tickets at the movie theater? <laughs> no, I'm not an animal. <laughs> right. I just I have a bit of affinity. Um, what do you am go I to restaurants and eat them there? <laughs> yes, I ate a whole restaurant the other day. Are we talking about the Infinity Gauntlet? Yes. I ate the Infinity Gauntlet inside of a restaurant. It was a pop-up. What am I reading right now? I've just started the Star Wars, which is which is brand new. I just read issue two, mm-hmm. which I really like. Um, I think it's the good. The flagship miniseries. The flagship miniseries. Uh, check out Princess Leia. I will. I've heard check good things. Check out Darth Vader. Yes. Check out Kanan. Okay. Uh, and I have not. There's a Lando one that was just announced. Yeah. That I'm sure is very good. But Charles Soule's doing. All four of those are all great. Yeah, Soule's um, doing that. That's I, awesome. I am also, uh, because I just, like, gobbled down the... Uh, Netflix miniseries. I was uh, with Mr. Blacker the other day, and he gave me uh, three collections of uh, Mark Wade, Mark Wade, Mark uh, Daredevil, Daredevil comics to read. So that those is really that's what's good. up next. Those are fun, and, and the Sparks those? Nevada books. Honestly, I've been reading those, and they're they're great. Um, have you read uh, Hawk Hawk Guy? I have read. I read uh, when I went. I went to visit Marvel as well, and I got a stack of comics from Jordan and from uh, from Blake Garris, mm-hmm. and so I've started to read through them. Some I liked. Some of the ultimate stuff I don't really care for. That's um, why the universe is gone. But it's good stuff. I also have some Green Lantern um, collections that I'm reading that are like Tales of the Core that that I that are pretty cool. Um, so that is, those are the comics that I'm reading right now. How about you, Mark? Uh, right now I am reading. Um, again, I'm fairly new to this. Remember where you um, bread buttered? I'm reading the Sparks Nevada comics. <laughs> Because your picture is on it. My picture's on it. You guys, my picture's saw, on a comic I book. That. That's yeah, cool. your, your I was very face. excited. I my face it. is on the outside of a comic That's book. Comic cool. star. Um, and if you come meet us at a con, and Mark will be at and Hal, too, will be at all the cons we're doing this yeah. year, you yeah. can get we'll them sign to your sign your book. That we what had, cons are we doing? Did not write. I'm, don't you hold your horses. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. You'll promote at the end. Okay. Um, Plugs is my favorite. The other thing I have, the other thing I am reading right now is I got the new Howard the Duck because it's the guy that did Sex Criminals yeah. is right. writing Starsky. Howard the Duck now. Look at you. Um, that's great. Yeah. And uh, that's really fun. And Sex Criminals is great. Uh, Sex, Sex Criminals. Is great. And I have this uh, – I have a book that uh, when we went over to Marvel uh, mm-hmm. that Blake gave me. Uh, Blake and Jordan, same deal. Uh, lovely guys. And Lorraine Sink as well. Wanted to say hi. I'm sure. Yes. Hi, really Lorraine. Great. Uh, if they hear this, um, th- it's a book of uh, vintage. It's this vintage Captain America book. So it's all of the original drawings. Uh, Jack Kirby, I guess, was doing them. Um, Joe Simon, and then, mm-hmm. uh, but it's all new uh, painting. Oh, cool! So oh, the neat. coloring is all beautiful. And 2000, I think 14, it came out. But it's all the original uh, uh, black ink drawings. So that's, that's really, and cool. it's absolutely beautiful. Very cool. Um, I had just started reading that new Howard the Duck, and it's mm-hmm. very fun. He's one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah. And I just picked up uh, my friend Jeff King's Convergence, 
uh, Zero, One, and Two, and I am yet to dive into those. Is that the the next in the Divergent movie series? Yes, it's (laughs) they divert, then they uh, divergent, insurgent, convergent, like the universe. (laughs) Yes, detergent. That's the next one. (laughs) Um, So I'm reading the Convergence books. Uh, I'm starting to read those, and I'm I'm very excited to read those. Um, that's it. Uh, yeah, Jeff King is great. He's Jeff doing King Grayson, is, right? He's no Tom King. Is oh, Tom doing King great. is doing great. Grayson. I'm enjoying Jeff, Grayson. Grayson's great. Uh, I'm mostly following writers these days. Like, Me too. I really loved what Jerry Duggan was doing on Darede- on Deadpool. It's pronounced Dugan. So I went. His, his Hulk. I think is it's great. Dugan, right? His Nova is great. Um, and yeah, he's doing one other book. I forget what it is, but like everything he's doing is really good and really. Fun and again, like just simple stories, well told. And he's working with good artists too. Did you read Nick Spencer's Ant Man? I did. I like it. I think it's really fun. Yeah. I and like it's, that. It's guy. again, it's what Marvel's doing really well right now, which is just letting these sort of B level books or heroes be in their own world. Yeah, they're not overwhelmed by other stuff. It's absolutely, right up my alley. That um, kind of thing. Yeah, Ms. Marvel is still. My favorite. Uh, okay. it, it has the feel for, I think, Mark, you would enjoy it because it has the feel of like 60s Spider-Man. Ms. Yeah. Marvel does? She's yeah. a teenager who gets superpowers and has to deal with it. Only I love that. In her world, the Avengers already exist. So it's like, how, how do you contend with that? Right. And she's from a strict Muslim family mm-hmm. and she's trying to balance her family and this power. It's really fun. Really yeah. inventive. I, 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 I remember when this was in the news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, Silk is great that Robbie Thompson's doing. Um, there's a lot of these sort of, again, not like flagship books that are really Still an good. Astro City fan. I just read the latest Astro City. I think those are such smart, cool books. And I've loved that they've um, continued with through the years. So the characters they introduced years ago are have now aged in real time, yeah. which I think is great. It's really smart. It's really smart. Um, I just started reading today because I'm interviewing Kate Leith, who is writing it, the Edward Scissorhands book. Mm. Which I thought, how could this possibly be good? Like, it's I, just a hairstylist, right? Right. Uh, but it's really good. It's really smart, and it's she's bringing, great. It's expanding the world, and the art is really beautiful. She did. A, she did a Fraggle Rock run. Yeah. Also, she did a Fraggle Rock run. I think she great. writes. I liked uh, that. Was the Fraggle Rock that um, the other Archaea books. did? The yeah. big thing. Yep. Oh, okay. Man. I like that. Did they do Fraggle Rock meets Archie? Fraggle Rock beats the. Archie. Yeah, Archie. You can swear this. Is Sorry, Archie. Oh, this is yeah. your. This is your. That's what I think. You know what? Well, when, <laughs> the, all the cursing is on the Nerdist Fighters It's so uncomfortable when I do it too. <laughs> he just gives the. Well, he's never heard a curse word before. <laughs> this is his first time listening to them. Goodness. You can't say that, Mark. You can't say what? That on television? Uh, oh, I don't know. I Slime. It. Slime it. You got. <laughs> That's it. Isn't that what they said Isn't that, on that show? Yeah, they would slime him, and then Barf would be like, "You got <laughs> die her dad." Yeah, every time I do it, you give the uncomfortable Johnny Carson sidekick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like every time, Yo. like, you're like, oh, 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 "I don't know what to do. I can't feel my cheeks." Is this how you guys end your podcast? Yeah, so we end. We yeah. usually just turn off each a line. series of f words. Uh, since we're the guests, but we've but we've solved this discussion. Let's yes. end every podcast the way we end ours, which is I'm Hal Lublin and I'm Mark Gagliardi. <laughs> and don't worry, everybody, we, we got, got this. this. And now they're kissing. And let's end how we always end. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm Mark Gagliardi, etc. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. <laughs>